Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, April 28th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The price of U.S. oil continued its wild ride with another sharp drop yesterday, and investors expect European banks to set aside sizable loan loss provisions as they begin to report first quarter earnings today. Plus, the FT's John Reed will explain why the coronavirus lockdown in the Philippines is causing pain for the country's vast outsourcing sector. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Last Monday, the U.S. benchmark West Texas Intermediate Oil fell below the $0 mark for the first time. The plunge into negative prices came just a day before the May WTI contract expired. The price recovered over the course of last week. This is for the delivery of June oil. But the price dropped again yesterday. The most recent fall, a nearly 25% drop, by the way, came after a move by the United States Oil Fund. This is the largest oil-backed exchange-traded fund in the world. And yesterday, it started to offload all of its short-term contracts, worried that U.S. oil prices would, once again, fall into negative territory. The United States Oil Fund said it would sell a fifth of its $3.6 billion portfolio. WTI ended up around $13 a barrel yesterday, and this latest fall shows how speculative trading can disrupt an increasingly fragile oil market. More oil is being produced than needed as coronavirus lockdowns continue to freeze businesses and travel. Today, HSBC and UBS will report first quarter earnings, kicking things off for European banks this week. Most investors will be looking at the size of loan provisions, the money banks put aside to cover the cost of loans they expect to go bad as the economy falters. Just look at Wall Street banks, which reported Q1 earnings a few weeks ago. The biggest banks set aside tens of billions of dollars to cover loan losses. And, as the FT's David Crow points out, there are some new accounting rules from the fallout of the 2008 global financial crisis that are affecting these provisions, too. These are rules that were introduced after the last financial crisis to try to fix something that went wrong then. Under the old rules, banks were sort of allowed to dribble out and wait for as long as they possibly could before they took a provision against a souring loan. So fast forward to today, we have these new accounting rules. They say you have to now take a provision when your economic models tell you that a borrower is going to become delinquent. And so what it asks me as the bank to do is to say, okay, I think borrower A is going to end up in difficulty. And so I will now take a charge against that loan. And what that has meant is in a situation like coronavirus, it's very difficult to do that because yes, that borrower probably is going to fall into terrible difficulties, but when does the recovery come? And could they quickly and will you eventually be paid that debt? And that is really complicating efforts to try to get a clear picture of the true size of loan loss provisions. So, David, are there any banks in particular that you're watching right now? So HSBC is reporting today. They have a sort of a bit of a unique uh, vantage point because about 80% of their profits are generated in Asia. And so it would be interesting to hear their sort of learnings, if you like, from Asia and what that might mean for other economies that entered the coronavirus sort of later. The other interesting bank is Barclays. One of the things that we've seen in the first quarter is towards the end, 
there was a surge in trading volumes. And that gave the US banks a bit of a cushion to take these large provisions. The only sort of transatlantic investment bank that still tries to be a sort of mini JP Morgan is Barclays. They still have a sizable Wall Street presence. Will they use the surge in trading volumes in the first quarter to take a larger provision? And this is especially interesting because their main regulator, the Bank of England, doesn't want them to do that. The Bank of England has been phoning around banks and asking them not to be too conservative. They're worried that if the banks do take very large provisions, maybe are overly cautious in the first quarter, that will crimp their ability to lend to businesses and consumers at a time when they need it most. It's quite an unusual situation to have a regulator calling around the banks, telling them to actually take a bit more risk. It's kind of a bit of a about face from the last crisis. In mid-March, Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte imposed one of Asia's strictest coronavirus lockdowns. Police checkpoints went up around the capital, Manila, and the president threatened to shoot anyone who violated curfew. This posed a particular problem for the country's $25 billion a year outsourcing sector and its 1 million workers. These are the people in call centers for companies such as Amazon, Google, and Facebook, just to name a few. The FT Southeast Asia correspondent, John Reed, explains that the local outsourcing industry is having to make some tough choices about keeping workers in the office or telling them to stay home. A lot of companies, to their credit, are doing the right thing. If workers don't have the conditions to work at home, don't have the right phone connection, or you know, a desktop cannot be moved to their house for whatever reason, these companies are keeping them on leave but on pay. The question is, you know, how long they can keep this up. And there's quite a big swath of the sector that has workers on more informal arrangements called no work, no pay, where essentially if they aren't able to come for a shift for any reasons, they're not going to get paid. It's been really, really difficult for this sector. I mean, a lot of these people are the main breadwinners and their families. Outsourcing employees, a million people in the Philippines, indirectly counting sort of downstream industries and other people who depend on it, the number's more like 4 million people. So this is a big shock to the system or a shock to the economy in the Philippines. So, John, help me understand why the in-office aspect of these jobs is so important. In in the Philippines, a lot of people don't have adequate internet connections at home or enough space to hold a conversation with a client across the world in a quiet room where they won't be disturbed. You've also got the aspect of security for sensitive credit card or, or banking operations. These are things that cannot be done in someone's home and have to be done in a secure office environment. And what what about the companies that do manage to get their workers into the office? Yeah, they are. What's interesting is that President Duterte, when he announced the strict lockdown on Manila and Luzon Island, actually exempted outsourcing companies from the worst of the provisions. They were allowed to keep their offices open. Since companies want to keep, you know, social distancing in place and don't want their staff to fall ill, They've got to make new arrangements. These big call centers previously were really packed a lot of people into a pretty small space. So there's natural limits on how many people they can get into the office and sleeping as well for workers that, you know, can't get home for the night. Most of these outsourcing companies have in-office dormitories, but these have filled up because of so many people had to stay on site and they've had to put people at nearby hotels 
there was a case of one company, a contractor for Amazon that had people sleeping on the floor of its office. It created a bit of a bit of a scandal and a, a probe by Amazon. Right. I actually remember that our own David Lee reported that story earlier in the month. So, John, we're starting to see the sector changing, and it was changing even before the lockdowns. But what kinds of things are you seeing now? Absolutely. I mean, these companies, now that they've sent all the staff home and have faced disruption to their operations, are increasing their use of foreign operations. Virgin Media said last month that it will be recruiting 500 call center workers in the U.K., because of what was happening in Asia. The bigger, more momentous trend is towards AI and the use of chatbots, which is now speeding up. Facebook is among the companies that confirmed to us that they're using more AI for their content review operations in the Philippines because of the disruption to staff. Now, this is a global industry trend that was already underway, but it's being sped up by the crisis. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Now, in case you missed it yesterday, we have a special offer going. In order to help you navigate the uncertainty of the global economy and the coronavirus era, the FT is inviting you to try one of our best new resources, the Coronavirus Business Update Newsletter. Visit ft.com slash newsbriefingcovid to get free access for 30 days to the Coronavirus Business Update. It's a level-headed email briefing on how the pandemic is affecting global markets, business, and workplaces. Just go to ft.com slash newsbriefingcovid. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.